You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. The Rockies' optimism may have been just a little bit with a rash of injuries that seems to have swept through camp. Let's talk to Thomas Harding about all of that. I'm Allison Fitter. Thomas, um, I don't know where to start, so we'll just pick one. Catcher Tom Murphy. Um, oh, gosh, yes. on his forearm. So what's going on with that, and what is what kind of opportunities open up for other guys? Yeah, this is, this is one of those interesting ones because, you know, catchers have that reputation for being very tough. Well, he takes a backlash from Anthony Rizzo, stays in the game, and the next thing you know, what, two days later, they say his arm is broken. So he's out four to six weeks. Um, Tony Walters, who caught very well for this team last year and had a good season offensively from the All-Star break on, you know he's there. Uh, Dustin Garneau, who's come up the last two years, he's having a nice spring. So the question is, does he become the backup catcher, or do the Rockies dip into that international brotherhood of backup catchers and get one of the guys who's been floating around for a while? And as we speak, also, Derek Norris is out there on the market. He was released by the Washington Nationals. Do you look at that, or do you say, hey, Tom Murphy will be back. We trust our young catching. We trust the catching that's gone through the system, and this is what we'll go with. I mean, I think it's actually very important a decision for general manager Jeff Breidich because they put a lot of um, capital and emotional capital into developing their own players. Well, Murphy's one of their top prospects, and you've got Garneau who's been in the system for a long time and had a couple of major league shots. Do you, do you kind of recruit over them, or do you say, hey, you've been here, you've done what we've asked, and, you're, and especially in Garneau's case, you're having a good spring, let's go with you. Yeah, when it comes to catching, I mean, like you said, I mean, that's not something that you can really just sort of piece together. To have, like, weak catching can affect so many areas of your team. You really have to really be diligent about how you're evaluating and how you're evaluating realistically how long Murphy's going to be out. Right, and it's a very interesting situation because when you look at the numbers, not just in the major leagues but in the minors, and there are so many advanced numbers out there for catching, uh, Tony Walters is excellent, and Dustin Garneau in the small snippets in the major leagues, he would be probably one of the best throwers of runners on the bases, and he does pretty well defensively there. And also, Tom Murphy is not bad defensively, and you, you always look askew at a catcher's defense because when he's really an offensive guy, and uh, Murphy certainly has power. So they actually have some talent there. And here's the other thing that I find fascinating because it's a spring training. During the, during, at the end of the rule, um, at the end of the winter meetings, they drafted a guy named Anthony Bemboom from the Angels in the Rule 5 minor league phase of the draft. This guy wasn't protected at the AAA level, but Bud Black knew him because he had been with the Angels last year in the front office. And he's come in and looked pretty good. Actually hit a couple of home runs. He was a catch-and-throw guy. So Anthony Bemboom, who wasn't protected at the AAA level as we sit right now, is one foul tip or one backlash away from the major leagues. This is why I love this sport. 
Hmm. Okay, moving on to Ian Desmond, which, uh, my goodness, this is uh, this is just terrible news, given that they are just a couple months removed from signing him to a really long-term contract. Now he's got a broken hand. What happened, and what's the prognosis for him? Yeah, you're right. This was terrible in all cases because the Reds' prospect, Rookie Davis, that's his first name, Rookie, he's out there on the mound. And um, he, he gets a double early in the game, but he twists his ankle going into second. Well, guess what? Anthony DiScalvini, DiScalvini has an elbow problem with the Reds. So, rookie Davis is like, I can get on the team. He's pitching through this ankle problem, throws a pitch because he can't put any weight on it, hits Ian Desmond in the hand, and suddenly a five-year, $70 million player is out for an extended period of time because a young guy who – who would blame him for wanting to make the team? But he throws a pitch he probably shouldn't have been trying to throw at that point. Um, so what happens with the Rockies is Mark Reynolds, whom they signed on a minor league contract, he was the primary first baseman last year, didn't have a market. He signs a minor league deal, and suddenly he finds himself starting at first base for the Rockies. So really, it's no different from last season. The, the one You, you kind of take a couple of steps back, because with Ian Desmond, he was a good bat handler, and he could run on the bases. He, he, he stole a, um, around 20 bases a year. Um, he could do the hit and run and things like that. Mark Reynolds really isn't that type of hitter, but the one thing Mark Reynolds showed last year was that he could hit for average, which he did not do previously in his career, and he could draw some walks. So he had a, what, I think it was 365, 385, I don't remember, on base percentage, which was a career high. So you have a decent offensive player, just not as versatile as the Desmond. So basically, uh, to round off the injuries, there's also um, the bullpen has been affected. So Chris Russin has an oblique strain. And what's the update on him? Okay, yeah, I was talking to Bud Black this morning, and he has um, he has a chance to get back to opening day, but maybe not. Um, Russin actually was being considered for the starting rotation, and his experience would have helped quite a bit. Also, he pitched very well early on, but he suffers an oblique injury, I think, on – March 1st, and um, so he's been down for a bit. So here's, here's the interesting that thing that could happen. There is a real competition at the back of the bullpen. Uh, Kyle Freeland, he's pitched very well. So has Antonio Senzatella. Um, Jeff Hoffman, whom they got in the Tulo trade, has pitched pretty well. He's facing good competition, um, not as eye-popping as the other guys. And also uh, Herman Marquez, who they got from Tampa last, last year and finished the season strong, he's in that. Bud Black said this morning that there is a possibility that one of the young guys who doesn't make the rotation could go into that bullpen spot that Chris Russin was going to slide into if Chris Russin isn't ready. So it creates some opportunities for other guys. That being said, there is still a regular season that's coming up here very quickly. Um, and, you know, I'm looking at the Rocky schedule. Um, I mean, you know, they do have, they have the Brewers. The, uh, and the and the Padres. I mean, they they have a couple of you know D backs at the end of the month, but they also have like the Dodgers and the Giants and the Nationals. Um, they can't afford to bury themselves like coming right out of the shoot if they're going to be able to compete in this division. I know there maybe some high hopes that they would have been contenders for that wild card spot. A strong start was kind of essential for them, but that's really in jeopardy right now. I guess so. But the one thing that they tried to do because what happened to them last year was. They were okay front-line-wise, and after May, they pitched very well in the starting rotation. They struggled in the bullpen, and they had some depth issues as they went. So let's go around and look at the depth situation now. Um, in left field, 
David Dahl, they wanted to see what, what the first-round pick uh, could do, but he has a rib issue, and he's out. But yet you have Gerardo Parra, who looks like he's come back from a very bad previous season. Um, you go to first base, and you've got Mark Reynolds there. Not a bad guy to slide in while you're without Ian Desmond for an extended period of time. Um, they're young catching, and it was going to be young anyhow. Those guys do pretty well defensively. So you're actually looking at some depth, and uh, we didn't talk about them, and it's a really um, difficult situation with Chad Bettis, uh, the, um, the, the testicular cancer. It did spread to a lymph node, so he's going to undergo some chemotherapy, and everybody's pulling and praying for him. But with all the young pitching that they have, they're able to cover for that one. So what the Rockies did, they didn't do a whole lot. Of course, you know, Ian Desmond was a big signing, and a couple of the bullpen signings, Mike Dunn, and, and uh, Greg Holland, they were big signings. But beyond that, what they wanted to do was make sure they were covered in the case of injury. And if you look at it, Parra for Dahl, Reynolds for, um, Re- Reynolds for Desmond, and what's going on in the pitching rotation, it looked like they, could, they may be able to withstand these injuries for a bit. So I don't think these injuries alone will bury them. One thing I'll say about the National League West, and granted the Rockies aren't the Giants or the Dodgers, but it seems like every single year one of those teams is very poor out of the gate, but yet they're there at the end. So uh, even if you do struggle a bit early, if you get everybody back and uh, the people you're counting on play well, you've got a chance. So I don't think that, uh, you know, there, that there's reason for panic here, although certainly you would rather go into the season at full strength. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, I'm going to keep my fingers crossed for them. Um, And it is your birthday today, so have a wonderful birthday, Thomas. And thank you. We'll catch up with you next week. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm just thankful that I'm not not on the disabled list here. Me too. We need you at full strength (laughs) at all times, Thomas. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free AtBat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team.